As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the 11 Personnel Podcast, your favorite Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rodriguez, and with me, as always, my fabulous co-host, Rich Hammond. Rich, how we doing? Well, Jordan, there are certain days of the year that <laughs> just always stand out. I mean, that, that commemorate, you know, you have New Year's Day, you have all your big holidays, uh, your birthday, maybe your anniversary. Uh, but the, the one that really is the biggest day of them all is when the Rams release their new jerseys. And Jordan, I know we've both been looking forward to this for quite some time. You know, Rich, number one thing, when I joined the Rams beat over a little over a year ago today, you said to me, well, actually a couple months past a year ago today, I guess, time flies when you're cranking out that sweet, sweet content, you know. But, you know, you said to me, all right, here's a Google Doc full of all the background on people you need to know and, uh, you know, notes on guys that I've taken and all this stuff. And then here's an entire dictionary also full of uniform conversation because Rich, as the uniform guy, this is your day. And I'm just so happy for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's why we put in the work, right? I mean, this, (laughs) this is the payoff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I look, we don't want to waste any more time. We pulled in a very special guest again, you guys might have heard of him. <laughs> yeah, the the second time in what the last uh, three or four episodes here. So Jordan, do you want to do you want to bring in our guest? Yeah, with us today is Ram COO Kevin Demoff. Kevin, how we doing? We uh, we're good. I believe this is what they call going to the well too often. <laughs> um, you know, in, in in parlance, I don't even know if there's been a podcast since the last one. You know that I was on. I mean, this is like city slickers two or whatever. They just, you know, rush Jaws out. Two. Yeah. Jaws they just two. rush. No, they just rush out the <laughs> sequel. You know, Ernest goes to camp too. And you know, wow. here, here we are a month later, but look, it's a content world. So thrilled to be back. Yeah. And also we appreciate you subtly reminding all of our fabulous listeners that you too are a listener of the 11 personnel podcast because 
You are correct. We are revisiting the well, <laughs> coast to coast. Here. <laughs> God, shame. You know, I, I had to take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break, or I was going to lose my freaking mind. So, uh, yeah, we we're really happy to have you on today. Um, you know, we're we're pre-recording this. We should put put that out there. So, if anything nuts happens in the next twenty four hours, we will not have covered it on this podcast. No, we'll, um, we'll blame Rich. Is what? Yeah, we will blame. I mean, today is his Super Bowl. This is Rich's Super Bowl. So we were recording this on a Monday about 20 minutes ago. uh, I saw the uniforms, the new uniforms for the first time. Rich also saw the new uniforms for the first time. Kevin has been sitting on, literally has uh, buried a box of the new jerseys under his house and sat on them to avoid leaks because this has been kept pretty quiet. But now today is the day. Kevin, I just... Real quick, just take us through um, the culmination of, you know, this new release of this jersey that we knew. Um, You know, you guys have a couple more options uh, left, but we knew this one was coming. And, you know... As as you guys know, if, you, if you're listening to this, you've seen it. Um, it's the the modern throwback concept. You know, the white jersey, the blue numbers, um, the the detail on the sleeves. And Kevin, I, I just love to hear how you guys have had arrived at this. Yeah, I think it goes back in time to when we started the uniform process. The goal was really to take our our prior looks um, throughout Rams history and modernize them. Uh, and you know, just to strip, you know, to go within that concept and when. Yeah, I think the one probably difference we did last year, we we did a bone uh, light, an away jersey, light jersey um, as our primary color, uh, which I think we were all excited about, you know, in terms of kind of breaking through and breaking ground and doing something a little different. But, you know, as we went through the design process, you know, over the past few years, we had always looked at a white concept uh, that was very similar to what we had worn from 1973 to 1999 that I know you know, a lot of our old fans grew up with it as the uniform we won the Super Bowl in, you know, th- to beat the Titans. And I think when we looked at this jersey, this one, we wanted to use the modern uh, looks and aesthetic that we built in, but have it harken back as much to that jersey, you know, as possible. So I think mm-hmm. what you see is a very, you know, clean jersey that is a, a, a modern throwback is, is a great term for it. And you know, we when we released two jerseys last year, which is a little bit unorthodox to hold a couple back to, to roll them out over time, they gave us two, two options. One was you know, we had looked at a number of different designs uh, throughout that time, which we had started that we could evaluate moving forward. And the second was to get feedback. And certainly from fans, from alumni, it was very clear that people wanted you know, this jersey, this type of jersey, a, a white you know, throwback look. Um, a lot of our friends, you know, Fans will call them the Ferragamo jerseys, uh, the Super Bowl jerseys, the Dickerson. And so this was very much responsive to to fans and alumni alike who, who clamored for this jersey. Yeah. And before we get into process, because I know that that part's always so fascinating. I think our, our listeners really want to hear about that. And fan, especially, you know, you guys openly and actively listening to fans and sort of lurking on all the dark corners of the interweb to do so last year. I'd like to get into that. But let's cover a couple of main points about these. Right. So. The dates that you guys will wear them. You know those so dates yet? I do. Uh, well, I know weeks, I think. Yeah. Or, well, or not specific I, days. Still. I, you, know, <laughs> I, I have, you know, it's funny as you go through a season, right? Like you have your schedule mostly memorized and then there's some gaps about dates. But uh, we wear them for the opener uh, against the Bears on Sunday Night Football. So week one, I believe week seven, Sunday Night Football against the Titans uh, was a week we had chosen because of 
the Super Bowl rematch against mm-hmm. the Titans. So, and then uh, we just added the third. We have a chance to wear them three times uh, when the 49ers announced their throwbacks um, this past week. Uh, we decided our third game would be, I believe, the Monday Night Football game against uh, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those will be the three times we'll wear these jerseys this year. Yeah, and I believe that'll be a sort of a, a throwback game in itself because uh, you know I, I got the sense that the 49ers are gonna have a, have a, a throwback in that as well. But this this particular uniform, this this top, um, yellow pants, right? And it's meant to be worn with the yellow pants, which I think fans will like. I think those yellow pants were really popular last year. Yeah, no, the, you know the other sets you can mix and match. I mean, and, and while some sets are designed you know, in certain ways, obviously with our players last year, you know, so what we do with the tops is we, you have to submit to the NFL in the summer, what tops you're going to wear for the season, um, which uh, they do to help for planning. And, but you don't have to submit pants. So a lot of times we'll go to players for the pant selection. They can choose which pants they want. Um, we go to our, you know, Sean goes to the leadership group and kind of ask them, you know, last year, Jalen Ramsey was a big advocate of wearing, uh, the, I'd say it was the blue with the bone. Um, and then he, he was pushing the, the bone with the blue. So, I mean, we were responsive to players, pants, combinations. This is a combination that, you know, we will wear together. So you'll get the white top with the yellow plants, which will be an exact replica, you know, of the look that that was worn at the time. Yeah. But as a side note, Sean will not be repeating the bone hoodie that he wore uh, on the sideline because he, in his words, believed it made him look a little chunky. <laughs> so. yeah, no, he, he will never wear the bone hoodie <laughs> again because, you know, it, it made him, you know, he was not pleased with the way he looked. Now we lost the game, so I, I'm sure there's superstition as sure. well. Um, the great question would be if we won the game, and he felt it made him, you know, look chunky or even better uh, if we lost a game, but, you know, which he wouldn't tolerate, but it made him look good um, <laughs> would be, would be great to see, you know, whether he would be as adamant, but yes, the, the bone hoodie uh, from <laughs> Seattle last year that made him look chunky is out of the rotation. Kevin, you mentioned all the, the different, you know, combinations that you tried out. And now you, you were, like you just said, you were flexible throughout the year, even kind of coming up with new ones as as the year went on. Do you see that kind of being the way that you're going to handle this, you know, going forward? Or, or are you going to reach a point, whether it's this year, or next year, or five years from now, where you kind of say, this is our set of primary tops and pants um, and our, our road set? Or is this just going to continue to be something where you might use four or five different combinations a year? No, Rich is a great question. I don't think it's something we've thought about. I mean, a lot of the combinations are player driven. And I think as you see players coming out of college, you know, with the number of different jerseys they want, you know, their belief is they love the different combinations and trying out different things and different looks. So I think if you're being responsive to players, uh, they're always going to want to tinker kind of with what they have, if you give them the options to do so, which, which we have, I think from a, a brand perspective, you would potentially love to land on, you know, a few different go-tos that you can have. Um, but, you know, there's a tension between that player driven, you know, brand driven, but, you know, as the players say, look good, feel good, you know, and, and that's the mantra we do. And, and look, we're all superstitious in sports, right? So when you have a big win uh, in a certain uniform, you know, you're going to be excited about that um, and continue it forward. 
as we did, I think you saw, you know, when the playoffs, uh, we broke out, you know, the, the bone with the blue, you know, you beat Seattle, you know, then you go to green Bay, you know, that was clearly a look that was driven, you know, by the players because it's successful, even though we hadn't tried it out, I think until, until the very end. And it's interesting that I can flip on a Seattle film, you know, or highlights from last year when I watch it, I can tell whether it's the loss or the win solely by what we're wearing. Um, right. Cause it was all bone the first time and, and bone and blue the second time. So, you know, I, I think that's something that will be evolved. Uh, but you know, even when I know when we released last year, we didn't necessarily plan to mix and match, but you give the players the freedom to do what they want to do. I think the blue blue was considered to be the jinx um, combination that nobody right, the ever blue, The blue blue started off fine, and then <laughs> um, and then had some some tough moments. I, we all remember the the combinations, and I know Rich. I think you keep track of them. Yeah, um, specifically <laughs> our, our one loss record in that. So right, yeah, I do. It's one of my important uh, tasks. It's actually enshrined. It's enshrined in his house. It's like, you know, how people have chalkboard walls in their house. Well, Rich is, he's got the chalkboard paint on one wall and he just is like, it's like a goodwill hunting. He's just writing a bunch of different equations and combinations on the board. I always thought of it as like Billy Madison list of people to kill and like (laughs) Rich like crosses off like blue, blue, you know, in in lipstick. Right. (laughs) Now, Kevin. (laughs) <laughs> I did not think anything could get more ridiculous than what we had a year ago when uh, a picture of a draft hat leaked on Twitter. I thought we'd reached the peak of uh, of, of things that uh, caused panic online. And then we had a uh, – <laughs> I don't even know what these were. Screenshots of Tutu Atwell's Instagram. Jordan, am I correct on that? So is, let, is me that... Educate, let me oh, educate okay. you, Rich, because yes, I understand we're of different generations, you know? Very, yes, I'm Yeah, so, so there were screenshots that were taken of an Instagram live story featuring Tutu Atwell signing – what appeared to be Rams jerseys at a sporting goods store and screenshots of a sort of very quick camera sweep over the merchandise uh, and then posted onto Twitter since has been, I believe, well, I think has been debunked, but we can go ahead and maybe officially do that now. But Rich, those are the, that's the social media terminology and you take Thank it you. away from here. Yeah. Thank you for translating that. You're for, so welcome. For the, for the older set. Um, yeah, Kevin, like I looked at these things and I'm like, first of all, these look like t-shirts. <laughs> um, and second of all, they didn't look anything like a Rams jersey. The, the things on the sleeves were all wrong. There was no tag on them. Um, how, how much did you, <laughs> I know you had to see these things. Uh, what, what were you thinking when, when you saw them, you know, knowing what was being released about a week later or 10 days later? And, uh, I, I just, I can't, I can't guess what's next with this sort of thing. It's, it's remarkable to me. Well, I was in my office on a, on a zoom, uh, interviewing someone and Jamie Hahn, who runs our social media came screaming down is like banging on the door and I wasn't sure what was going on. Uh, so I finished up and she came back in and she's like, it's like everything. Okay. And she's like, well, we were panicked for a second. The tutu had, you know, released the Jersey. And so then she showed me and I'm like, Jamie, like, come on, you should know better. Like to be panicked about this. I, I can't tell what tutu was signing. It looked like a 
counterfeit bootleg jersey of last year. Um, that to some degree, although it had blue numbers, I, I don't know what it was, but it it presents an interesting conundrum as you get into the world of, of leaks, right? Which is if you comment on leaks and you debunk that, then if someone actually does get it correct, if you can't deflect it. So the best thing to do is to not say that isn't the leak, because then if someone gets it correct, basically you have to confirm that leak uh, at the time, right? So you kind of, and we we knew we were probably a week away and I I love our fans' patience and I understand everybody wants to see these. The, the trouble this year was last year, given the pandemic, our jerseys just, by the time people ordered them, it took them months to get them. Um, and that was a, a Nike fanatics, you know, global supply chain. It's no, no different than we, what we went through you know, with toilet paper or anything else last year. Um, so this year when we released jerseys, we wanted to make sure that people could go to SoFi and buy them the day of, uh, that they could go online and buy them. And, you know, that was further complicated by the Jalen Ramsey jersey change in June um, from 20 to 5, you know, Stafford, you know, trade, you know, some of those things, you know, in production. So Robert Woods, all the jerseys that you would go to release, those numbers all changed. So we had to kind of hit restart with the factories. So one of the reasons we didn't give a date was because we weren't certain of when the jerseys would arrive. And we could have picked a really late date, um, end of July, and given ourselves some comfort. But we knew fans wanted these as quickly as possible. So we were trying to you know, adjust to that. So it wasn't even until this morning when we confirmed that all the jerseys had arrived at SoFi um, Friday and over the weekend. They were like, okay, we can hit go for, for a Tuesday. Uh, launch. Um, but when I saw tutus, I, I kind of laughed. Um, you know, the you know person in me wants to jump out and be like, that is definitely not the uniform. Um, and then what was even crazier is, you know, a couple of people, you know, who are in the uniform social media world seem to confirm that that was the uniform, which I think, you know, certainly was an odd confirmation uh, overall. But uh, I think the interesting thing is, and you had Andrew Whitworth go on, uh, it was the Chris Long podcast a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and say, yeah, that was great yellow. so people then thought it could be a yellow Jersey. You know, look, I, I love the passion our fans have for uniforms. I love that people follow this. Uh, I hope they are pleased with these. It was certainly in response to a lot of feedback we got. And I know the alumni who saw them really like them. So uh, we're excited to do it. And then, then the other thing is when you set a date and we, you know, this was part of the problem from last year. Twice we kind of went out and said, okay, here's what's going to happen. You know, we did it you know, with the logo change. And within an hour, the leak draft tap was on uh, online. Then we said, okay, we're going to release uniforms uh, this week. The leaked uniforms got online. And so I think, you know, you have to balance the, yes, you want to build up to a date and say, this is what it's going to be. But obviously knowing that there are plenty of jerseys floating around factories stores and other places right now and you don't want those to leak in advance so that that is why we were quieter on the date launch front and also until we knew we could go out you know and from the moment someone listens to this podcast they can then go to SoFi and go buy a Jalen Ramsey number five jersey uh, immediately those were the thinking and how we did it as well yeah and I think uh this again it points back to the reason why you clearly had several boxes of these buried in a bunker underneath your house. I mean, 
it, it was just interesting to see it all unfold. Rich saw the entire thing last year from the logo all the way into, um, and then we had some some really artistic, really, really creative fans um, try to predict the design uh, of what this one would look like. And I think someone did get a, like pretty close to it. Um, not all the way there because obviously there are details that how could anyone know, but um, it, it just, it's been really interesting for me to see the conversation and, and to see the passion around it. And I think it, um, especially with people who are, you know, they throw out graphics and designs and, you know, the people who, and I, I like tip my hat to people because I cannot sleuth this effectively. And I'm sitting here, like, I think that I'm a halfway decent journalist and I still can't sleuth this effectively of, um, you know, spotting something on a, on an Instagram story and thinking, Hey, maybe that's it. Like I, you, Kevin, you remember I went all, all around, I creeped all around that draft house in Malibu that day. I showed up early and I went all around that damn house looking for the new concept and I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, okay. I can confirm that Matthew Stafford had surgery off of Kelly Stafford's Instagram story. But when it comes to this, I I have to just leave it to the fans because they are so on it. And I'm sure when you went through this process, I know we've talked about this before, like you, you try to read everything people are saying about these uniforms. Like you really are soliciting that feedback, even, even if you're not responding, which I don't know who could had the band has the bandwidth to respond to every single everything. But like, even if you're not responding, you're processing, absorbing, relaying, disseminating to your team, right? Well, look, I, social media is great to get feedback, and you you have to be careful on all of it to to balance, you know, the feedback you get through those channels versus you know our fan council that we have of season ticket holders versus fan forms versus marketing groups, you know, and you know, surveying fans. There are a lot of different ways to get feedback. Uh, and, and you incorporate all of them and you try to give them equal weight, you know, so that you're not just listening to the same 10 to 20 people uh, over and over again. And that not that whether it's positive or negative, but boy, that's true for everything you do as a franchise. You know, you want to listen to your fans online. You want to read fan forms. You can delve into Reddit, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> you know, anywhere you want to go uh, and, and try to give that the appropriate balance and weight as you should from everything from uniforms to, you know, parking to consent, everything you do, you need to get fan feedback and listen to it. And we do listen to everything. We don't respond to everything. Um, And and look, I think one of the hard parts, you know, you you learn last year as you go through things is when, when you respond in different ways, you know, people take that without context. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, but appreciate people's passion. I think someone did get, some mock-ups I saw a Cooper cup mock-up that people had from, from last year that, that was pretty close to this. Um, you know, but you take all that input and you, you put it in, you know, to, to our group and it does help inform our decision-making. Does it drive it? You know, it depends on, on really the aspect, but you know, we get so much better as an organization through complete fan feedback, but it has to take into account, you know, every member of your fan base, you know, every different demographic, uh, and you, know, you, you try to, to put that all in the process. And that's why, you know, I rely on our talented staff to go figure that out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. 
You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I, I just have to say I'm really looking forward to next year when, when something leaks on TikTok and when we wait, get wait, to... Wait. We'll get to that. Actually, Rich. Well, actually, here I'm going to uniform explain <laughs> to you. Yes. They could release this. Kevin, please interject and... Tell me I'm full of shit if I'm wrong, but they could release another one next year, but they don't have to. It could be in what? What's the year after? When? When's the next time you guys have a so, first round pick? 2024. Oh, no, 2024, <laughs> right? Oh, so, what? <laughs> um, you know, uh, so we have now released three out of four. Um, so we have this is you know year two through. We have five years to release four uniforms. So we have we could release the next one really at any point in the next few years. Uh, I do think with the helmet change, we're going to factor that, you know, the rule that says you can wear different helmets. Uh, we will factor that in um, to when, you know, we were processing that somewhat as we thought about 2022, whether we do a new uniform in 2022 or 2023, I think is something we're discussing, you know, on the whole, but we have another three years to release the next one. Um, but I, I think as we go through this year, we'll try to, to figure out the next steps. Wow. Uh, the, the, uh, the speculation will begin, uh, immediately as, as I'm sure, you know, and, uh, the one thing I wanted to ask about, you, you mentioned, uh, the yellow or soul, whatever, however you want to phrase it. And, um, I, I know I, I can look at this one and, and I, I, I see the nod to what I would call the Anaheim era of, of Rams uniforms. That's how I think of it. That's what I grew up kind of, you know, watching in, in Southern California in the eighties. And uh, I, I know what an attachment people had to those, especially to those white ones. You saw it a lot. Like people said, that was really the clean kind of look that they, that they really appreciated. So certainly I, I can see what you guys are doing here in time, in terms of uh, kind of modernizing uh, that look that, that we remember from whether it was the late seventies or eighties or, or that sort of thing. Um, the yellow one was something that, that people looked at a lot. And I know that was kind of like your, your color rush look over, over the last couple of years was the, the yellow with the, with the blue numbers. Um, is that something you, you looked at too? And, and how did you kind of weigh that versus, uh, you know, kind of, a, a, a taking it in a whole different direction with the yellow, uh, versus kind of doing that, that modernized classic look with, with what you ended up doing? Well, look, I think, you know, within uniforms, you have creativity within certain realms, right? So when you start to get into third and fourth uniforms, you can do a throwback, which has to be an accurate throwback. You can do an alternate, which gives you some freedom within your colors. 
You can do a color rush with any of the colors that are kind of in your in your palette. You can do a color flip, which means kind of you, you know, maybe do a different, you know, for some that have a little bit of black in their uniform, like they can do a black uniform, you know, as a color flip. So there are lots of different ways you go. I mean, for us, you know, once we kind of unveiled last year, we had the ability to do white, yellow, we could do a complete throwback. Um, we could do a color rush um, of any of the colors that are in your palette. So all of those were options, you know, given fan feedback, alumni feedback, we kind of quickly pivoted towards white. Um, I would say when we were looking at our remaining choices, but all of them remain on the table moving forward. Yeah. So we, we could see, we could see something else uh, in, in the next uh, little, little while here. Um, Kevin, how about the, um, one thing I, that I know you mentioned last year, you, you used the gradient on the uh, on the uniforms on some of the jerseys, and I actually just saw you know ba- Major League Baseball is like I don't know how many jerseys or hats they're up to. They have like 162 different ones for for every game and, and every situation now. But uh, I actually saw that the San Francisco Giants on their uh, whatever they're, the city uniforms that they're using, they used kind of that that gradient. Um, what's, what's your take on that a, a year later? I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But one thing I remembered hearing was that that was something that you would kind of evaluate or would kind of see how that uh, how that looked once once you maybe saw it on the field. So what what did you think of that? And and is that something you think is going to going to hang around for a while? Look, I think we it was great to see our uniforms on the field. And I think the great thing about the uniforms too, you know, not that we ever knew a pandemic was coming, right? To do a rebrand, to launch new uniforms, you know, to kind of change to a much more modern format in an era where people really create crave safety, security you know, to do everything online was hard, right? And, you know, if you had to do it all over again, rebranding during a pandemic uh, wouldn't have been the optimal time to do it. Not that you could stop it once you kind of got the train rolling into 2020. Um, I think one of the great things to see was, you know, people who saw the uniforms at SoFi, who saw them on TV, they look, you know, really good on television. They look in SoFi in person. And even, you know, it was great to see at the open house and, you know, the, the Rams house premiere, the two events we did in so far, the number of people wearing the new gear, you know, kind of how it looked and, and how it sold in those days. So look, I think there's been lots of positives. We're still in the gradient this year. Could we sometime change the gradient? We could, you know, look at going to solid numbers, but we always thought that was a good way to blend, you know, the yellow and the white, you know, that we've worn it in both and try to bring them together. So again, everything's always under evaluation. Nothing is, is static. And I think the worst thing you can do in this world is say we're committed to something no matter what, right? That's not the way we operate as a franchise in any other aspect. So it wouldn't be the way, you know, we, we look at, at uniforms, but I think we were really encouraged by how everything looked and can't wait to have people in the building uh, at SoFi to see everything live and, and to get people back in person, you know, wearing the new gear and seeing how it looks. But Hey, I was saying, and this was true last year, right? Like, Jerseys are about moments, you know, winning moments that people have in them, how they look, how people feel about them is based on their memories of watching them, seeing them. And, you know, so I'm sure people last year, you know, they weren't in person, but, you know, you can look at Darius Williams, you know, intercepting a screen pass, you know, in Seattle and scoring a touchdown. And be like, That's your memory now of the, the bone and blue uniform, right? So, I mean, I think those all evoke different ways and hopefully we have great memories all the way through February 13th in these jerseys this year. 
That was uh Kenny that was the one with the Kenny Young uh that was the uniform with the Kenny Young pick six too, wasn't it? Aaron, uh, was Kenny that the same one? Pick six was against the Patriots, I wanna say was I think that was blue and uh blue and bone. Yeah, well, I mean, interchange them. It's still the same. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I was like, I knew I saw that. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting, and I think we're seeing a lot of this, uh, a lot more of this right now with the way that the NBA is doing, is broadcasting the finals, the 8K camera. Um, to me, see, I have no, like, I I always am like such a bummer and to, I think, to Rams fans, because I don't really have, like, I don't really have opinions on uniforms. Even jersey number changes, like, I do not have opinions on them. I just think, okay, he's changing his number, fine. But the the thing that I thought was interesting was how, especially when you do the different types of cameras and technology, and um, you, the thing you just kept hearing over and over again when you're at SoFi, and obviously there's no fans, so you're hearing it among media members, visiting media, um, visiting personnel, people, pro scouts, things like that. Um, you're hearing like, I feel like I just walked into a video game. And to me, that kind of is what the gradient sort of lean toward. And, and I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not firmly in a camp of gradient versus non gradient, but, and I like the clean, like the classic solid numbers, but I also think it's interesting how the rise in that type of technology, the 8k cameras on the sidelines, um, the, the cutaway shots, the, the different things, even if a fan is wearing it, um, and particularly the way the lighting in that stadium is, the way that the Oculus, is, or excuse me, the video board is, the way that um, all of the different angles of camera work and all of the different production things in there, um, to me, the jerseys generally pop very well and really correlate very well to you feeling like you're in sort of like this otherworldly environment because of the way everything looks. It looks like you're in a video game. Yeah. Well, look, I think there are a couple of things out of that, Jordan. One is, you know, things we spend a lot of time paying attention to on the jersey, the little details, the numbers, you know, how they're reflective material meant for SoFi, you know, to look best there, right? You only see those really in person or through an AK camera. You can't mm-hmm. see them, you know, shopping in the Nike store necessarily, you know, or fanatic store online, right? So having them come to life and seeing them up close, I think makes a huge difference. You know, it's funny too, you mentioned something about the NBA finals, which I I don't think either team has worn the Go same. Go Suns. Sorry. The <laughs> same jersey in the first three games, right? I think they've all, they've worn three different jerseys, you know, in three games. And I think you've seen that in the NBA finals. People, you know, and, and whether that's the new normal, whether you see it in baseball, basketball, you know, football has kind of been the, you know, against that to some degree, but we'll see how that holds up, you know, over time. And, you know, I, I think we're going to continue to play around with, we said the number of experiments and what we wear and how we do it. Uh, but I also recognize there are plenty of people who are traditionalists who like teams to wear two uniforms and, you know, and want that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. The, I think part of the uniform debate is, is one better than the other. No, one is not, you know, a traditionalist look versus a modern look is not better than the other. There's no, better. It's, it's personal preference, right? And it's trying to, to grow, you know, a brand and do different things, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the uniforms that we wore in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, are any better or worse than these. It's just different. Kevin, uh, pivoting a little bit in the, in the two weeks since we last talked to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one thing that we, that we have heard is that uh, training camp uh, will be, you know, back to, 
to normal, uh, as normal as we knew it from 2016 to, to 2019, I guess, with you guys going down to Irvine uh, for a couple weeks and uh, having fans actually available to uh, – to attend this year, which is something that you couldn't do last year. You couldn't even go to Irvine. You had to be uh, up at, at your own facility. So, and, and I know you guys are getting back in, in your office uh, this week and, and things are starting to, you know, thankfully feel a little bit normal. So I, it, it's a little bit of a softball question here, but I mean, how, how, how does that feel to, uh, to kind of feel like you're, you're getting things back to normal a bit, a little bit, you're going to have fans at that Irvine camp. You're, you're going to be able to do these joint practices uh, with other teams. You're going to be able to do the thing in, Oxnard. Um, does, does it starting to feel like a, a little bit more like the way you like to do things? This is the first day back for, for the organization kind of in, in full office and, you know, our new hybrid format. But I think you got a sense of it in our June 10th practice, right? Which was seeing fans for the first time and you miss, it's not, it's not what we prefer. Like we all feed off the energy of our fans um, as an organization, you know, our players, our coaches, our staff, all of us, we do this because the fans bring you energy because you love those moments. You love those memories and seeing, you know, the, the 20, 25,000 people at SoFi stadium in June to kind of wrap up the off season was such a springboard of energy for all of us. Um, you know, and then to realize, okay, Hey, we're going to be able to go to training camp in Irvine. You know, we've got that approved. And, you know, what I was so excited, even the, the registrations, uh, we had more than 50,000 people sign up the first day basically to come to training camp you know, which blew away any previous records we have for first day signups. Um, so I think it shows you the interest in the world and kind of coming back around Rams football and seeing things come together. So I can't, uh, I'm really excited to get rolling. Uh, I'm getting the, the tug to go to our town hall, but uh, in the meantime, we'll see you guys in Irvine. Well, Rams fans, we just want to join everyone in thanking Kevin for taking the time again over the last, uh, the last Two weeks. We've been on with them twice, three weeks. I don't know. Time stands still in the summer. Um, next time you guys talk to us at the 11 Personnel Podcast, uh, we will be opening up training camp in Irvine. Can't wait to see all of you guys there. As always, don't forget to subscribe to The Athletic through the 11 Personnel Podcast. You get my favorite thing in the world, which is what, Rich? A great discount. A great discount. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing in the world. And you guys, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jordan Rodriguez. At Rich underscore Hammond is where you can find Rich. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, We're a little bit biased, but we do love to hear from you and to read everything that you guys have to say. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, We really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time.